Welcome to Zach to the Future. I'm your co-host, Dashiell Driscoll, joined today by Billy's favorite babysitter, Mark Paul Gosler. Hello, Mark Paul. Oh, that Billy. What a cute little baby that boy is. Hello, Dashiell. Yeah, he uh, he certainly defied the odds to still be with us by the end of this episode, as uh, as we were about to discuss. Oh, man. Uh, it seemed touch and go there for the Bilster. It did. Times. It did seem touch and go there. I was just more concerned about you know making sure that he he didn't have any whiplash or, or head injuries. Uh, you know you have to be careful with babies at that age, and he was a youngster, especially if you're carrying them around in a in a duffel bag. Um, <laughs> but maybe we're getting maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves. Ahead I don't of know. ourselves, totally. Mark Paul, this episode, in case you couldn't tell, was another one where they rewound the clock. Um, last week was running Zach, and uh, you can tell you you aged down again substantially. This was recorded, if I read the production notes correctly, between Mamas and the Papas, uh, where you guys all, all were fake married, um, and Pinned to the Mat, where you were gambling for a dirt bike. So that's where young Billy fit in originally, and uh, they shelved it. <laughs> they were like, we're going to hold on to this. Yeah, I, I know what time period or era we're in by, the, um, by my quaff. By my mm. my 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 job that I had going on up yeah. there, um, this is that visor look, which I'm not a fan of. That I, I felt like my friends betrayed me um, because there's for just not, a lot of telling you. Yeah, there's just a lot of cotton candy woven stuff going on there. A lot of hairspray, and I don't know what I was thinking, but nobody told me anything else, so I just kind of went with it. And I I I cringe when I watch it now. Yeah, I went through several like regrettable hairstyles and looks over the years of, of adolescence, but fortunately none of them were on national television um, and syndicated forever. So uh, yeah. I'm grateful for that. You know, yeah. Not everyone gets to make those mistakes in private. Um, or most people do. I mean, but listen, you know, this, is one of, on this is one of the reasons why I did not watch the show is because I, was, I, I didn't like the way I looked or the way I sounded. Uh, or the way I acted and, and all that stuff and the whole thing, <laughs> the whole thing. And that's why now we can have a podcast uh, yeah. with with the preface of saying that I have never watched these episodes. But I did watch this episode. I did do my homework. It was a fun little episode. Um, fun. Let's get into it. Why don't you give the uh, the uh, synopsis and then we can uh, discuss yeah. it further. This very necessary summary here of so much happened. Uh, Kelly's parents got snowed in on a ski trip, so she has to secretly watch her baby brother Billy at school on yearbook photo day. Kelly gives Billy to Zach to go to her cheerleading photo. Zach puts Billy in a gym bag and narrowly avoids being discovered in French class, then learns Kelly broke her arm and they'll need to watch Billy for the rest of the day. Zach and Slater change Billy, then give him to Jesse and Lisa who lose Billy while they're getting their picture taken in home ec class. Kelly returns to learn they lost her brother, but he's safe in Belding's office who they all convinced now has memory loss. Also, Max was the yearbook photographer. And that is the end of the episode. <laughs> and we're in Act 1, Mark Paul, just like that, uh, at the Max for Kelly's big emergency. Everyone's at the Max in the morning having their breakfast, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, Kelly said she has an emergency. She wants to meet us at the Max. Uh, right. And uh, she comes walking through the door. Um with very 80s hair, by the way. Yeah, there's. I was going to have that. I have that here in my notes of like, because of this is early, early first season, everyone's look is a little all over the place. You you mentioned your hair. Kelly has too much hair. Looks like they didn't quite know what to do with Lisa. And, uh, you know, of course, Mario's Mario's mane is is Mario's mane. I mean, that thing is, his mullet just kind of went back and forth in how tight it was, but it seems about the same. You know, it's funny because you said first season, but I know for a fact that this wasn't, like usually a first season 
or a season of, of television is, I mean, we just did 13 episodes of mixed dish. Uh, last year we did about 22. Um, if you look at like on Hulu, I think the first season for Saved by the Bell says 16. But if I remember correctly, we only shot maybe 10 our first run. And then we went it's on a hiatus. Bliss. It's confusing on streaming. Yeah, but we oh, went on a hiatus and then we came back. So some time has passed from the very first season to what would this would obviously we shot this in the first season, but it wasn't Am I making myself clear here? Help me help me clear it up for our audience. I get it. Yeah, you're you're saying this was released within the what the audience would perceive as season one. Uh, but for the actors, you shot some, then you took a break, you came back, and you shot the rest. Yeah, but I'm saying with my look and you know w- with this hair and this whole thing, there was some time between Miss Bliss, part of the right. first season of Saved by the Bell, and then this. I feel like we took yeah. a break. Uh, somewhere after maybe 10 or 13 episodes to come back to shoot this, but this was still, it, this is now airing in the second season, but we shot it in the second half of the first season. I don't know if that makes sense and to anybody, but- It makes a little bit of sense. And if you're watching on streaming, it's it's season three because they retroactively made Miss Bliss season one. Uh, so just a big, mysterious, <sighs> confusing web. Uh, you know what? I, you know, I have a drink in front of me. I know you do too. I'm going have to a have sip. a sip. Yeah. Uh, because this, yeah, why not? I, I, all, it's, it seems like we're doing math right now, and I don't like. I don't want to do math. I hate math. Oh my god! Look do at us. Really? So many. There's almost too many similarities. Yeah, do I don't know, like math. Do you, math is, I, I love math. I actually do. You love math? I do. I love math now. I didn't love oh math god. growing up. Um, I like puzzles. I, hate math. I like to solve puzzles. I love. I love chess. I love like. Uh, Sudoku. I love. Okay. I, I love things that you know with numbers and patterns and and things like that. I didn't growing up though. I was I wasn't necessarily a great student, and I think because I was busy acting and mm-hmm. uh, I was pulled away from my studies. But um, now I, I I enjoy doing math. I enjoy doing kindergarten and first grade level math because uh, that's where I'm at right well, now. Well, I would like that too because then I'd feel like a genius. I mean, that, I, I like, see, what you, you just described though. to me is you like you like games. Like Sudoku is like a game yeah, that but involves it, numbers. Yeah, I mean, but if you look at math, math is a puzzle. It's a mystery. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a, there is an outcome and there's no guessing. It's like you have to follow this, this uh, pattern and you will come to your answer. I, I think it's be- like math is beautiful in a way. No? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I took math as long as I was in grade school and high school. And let me tell you, Mark Paul, there was plenty of guessing on my sheet when I yeah, turned. And you got answers, them wrong so. because you can't guess. I in did. Math. I didn't. Yeah, didn't always. Didn't always crush it uh, in math. Would be yeah. my my synopsis of no, my, and my it, academic days. It's why I also like jujitsu um, because I feel like jujitsu is in a way a version of like chess. Uh, you know, mm. uh, you're, you're, you know, uh, grappling another human being, but it, there's, there's problem solving. And I, I don't know. I just, I, I like, I like that part of math where it's, you know, you have a problem you, and there is a solution. You just have to find the way to that answer. Um, and I, I, I enjoy it. How did we get That's on math? About video games. I don't know because because uh, we were talking about. I'm sure there. Oh, look, we can <laughs> f- save that for another podcast. <laughs> uh, the point is now we're off math and we're back in the max, just like that. Um, for more of a Screech's bug humor, he was making a fly omelet, and uh, we get a little Screech character stuff. He plans to marry Lisa. Um, that won't happen. Uh, only two people involved in this scene will get married. That is Zach and Kelly. Uh, but yeah, speaking of Kelly here. Her parents went on a 
a ski trip alone. And I know we've talked about the cost <sighs> of skiing specifically. Um, what's, what's your read on that, Mark Ball? That, that the Kapowski, the heads of the family were like, we're going to bail on our seven kids and take, again, I contend skiing is on the pricier side of travel and uh, luxury like sports entertainment. Seems kind of selfish. <laughs> well, <laughs> Seems there, a little selfish. There's so many, there, there's so much wrong with this setup. I mean, yes, they have seven kids. Now, let's give right. the age of the kids roughly. Kelly is what, 15, 14? 15, 16, yeah. She doesn't have a car yet. She didn't go through. Yeah, 15. so let's say fifteen. Fifteen. Let's, let's call it fifteen. Yeah. She has three older brothers. So let's say okay. You know, maybe the oldest. I mean, if they had kids every nine months, which is weird, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get a pen and paper. Now we're doing math. Yeah, now we're doing math. So let's say the oldest <laughs> okay. at the at the at the young end of the spectrum would be eighteen, which he's not. He's got to be nineteen, okay. possibly twenty. Probably nineteen. Okay. So I'm let's say nineteen. Okay. So yeah. we know that she has. Uh, three older brothers. Then it's Kelly. Mm-hmm. Then I and and how I know this because I went down this rabbit hole after watching this episode. It really bothered me uh, because as a oh, parent, yeah. there's so many things that are wrong with this opening scene. Um, there's Kelly. Then there's Nikki, yeah. and then I right. find out that there's Kyle. Uh, you yeah. know because so let's I say to, let's say Nikki's thirteen. I think we learned that. And yeah, we'll call Kyle. 10. I mean, what is going on at the Kapowski house? That's and another then thing. Like, Billy, who is yeah. I mean, he's under a year, no? Fresh. That's a fresh baby. That's yeah, a fresh that, baby. That, has a, that smells like a new car. Yeah. That's okay. A, so there's a 14 year gap between Kelly and Billy. Right. These parents are so irresponsible. I don't know. It just it just rubs me the wrong way that they left Kelly and the kids with. Where's the babysitter? Who's watching this house full of kids? Yeah, so. Right. So as we, I don't know why so I give, wrote all those numbers. It the, looks like a beautiful mind on my piece of paper. To, to um, give the so, audience, like in case they're just catching up now, what, what why Kelly has brought us all into the max and, and what, oh yeah, why I mean, she has a baby strapped to her back. I, yeah, because the parents got snowed in and they, they left like- Snowed in. No babysitter. I mean- Yeah. So, I mean, the local mountains of like- Where did they go? I mean, if we're, just, we're here in the Palisades, I mean, right? I would, I would have to say if they were- if they were far enough, yeah, I, did, I crunched these numbers. If they were, we're doing a lot of math here on a Sunday, folks. Um, if they were far enough away where they could have gotten back but didn't, it was probably like Big Bear, uh, which is like a couple hours away from LA. M- maybe it was, I mean, maybe it was like Mountain High or like they were nearby. There's not generally enough snow at these places to ever get snowed in. No. Most of the snow is made by machines. Correct. Uh, so, like, if you're even further out, like Mammoth, well, that's like six or seven hours away, and like it, it just this, they were they are certainly too far. It's more than a, like a quick jaunt down the highway um, to be leaving this menagerie of children alone. And, and here's the thing: I mean, I I have four kids, so I've I've gone through it a, a, a few times. Um, the kid is Billy's under a year old, and she's going on a ski trip. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> they're stressed. They're, they're stressed about money. I'm not saying stressed you can't. about their children. I'm, just, I'm not saying yeah. you can't. And 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 granted, Billy is the seventh kid. It's like after a while, you're just like, eh, he's yeah, gonna be just, fine. Yeah. But still, it just feels weird. Like here's a here's also a family that the dad is strapped for cash and takes Kelly's money away for a prom dress to pay for. What did he have to pay for, by the way? 
food. I mean, he needed to literally feed his family. <laughs> like ridiculous. he was like, I he was like, I don't know how. I mean, they also have a mortgage. Yeah. keep the lights on. You name it. I what do you think thirty listen, four dollars pays? Kelly, for? I don't know how I'm going to pay for my epic pass uh, to go skiing. So I'm going to take <laughs> your uh, prom money. I mean, this is there's just so much wrong going on here. I feel so bad for Kelly. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's played very sweetly and quickly of Kelly like jaunts in with her, you know, tiny brother in a backpack. But it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like when you really break it down quickly, like also, I, I certainly missed days of school for less than this. Like I would, I would wake up with like a, a cough or something and just, or just not be in the mood and would not go to school that day. If my parents had left me alone and I had to keep a baby alive, no chance. I'm go- yearbook photos be damned. I will not be uh, be attending. Uh, and I guess that brings us to like why this episode, the urgency, Mark Paul. What's the what's the reason for the season here? Why is why isn't everyone just staying at home to keep a baby alive? And it's the freaking yearbook. Like what? Who who needs a photo of themselves in their club that badly? Um, and the answer is the kids at Bayside. They they really need this apparently for reasons I don't fully understand. Story, I guess, because it's a TV show. That's probably why. I don't know. It's just it, it's odd to me that the writers would come up with this and this would pass the room, right? Like, there. The, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I could I could I could hear this. I mean, look. I think at a certain point, some if and again, I'm just using my like writer brain here. But at a certain point, someone was like. They're kids. My babysitter's a kid. What if, what if we did an episode where they all had to like babysit a kid or something, and that's the pitch? And someone's probably like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Uh, and then someone else is like, "Well, you know, we got to film the whole thing at Bayside. So what is it? How do we get a baby to Bayside?" And that's where the uh, the wheels fall off the wagon, real quick for me. Um, and this baby's pretty cute. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna give some insight into. Um, Babies, and I'm you know, unless unless you were a fan of Full House, you wouldn't know that there's usually twins. Um, I am a full, I am a fan of Full House, and I do know about the twins thing. Yeah, and I think well, please tell me your thing, but I have a, I think whoever was behind Full House was psychotic because they had <laughs> twins on set. They had twins on set playing one character, Michelle, but then later on in series, they were like, you know what else we need on this set? More twins, and then Jesse. And what was his wife, Rebecca? They have a pair of twins. So then you have two kids on set who can't like take breaks because with babies, as you're about right. to share, that's why you work with twins. You'd like keep one of them on ice. So yeah, I think Full House is running a twisted ship, <laughs> a twisted ship full of twins. But in case the audience doesn't know, we usually have twins because they may only, I don't know what the labor rules are, the laws for young yeah. actors, but the younger you are, the less time you're allowed to be on set. So let's say that these, uh, a baby can only work three hours. Well, if you have twins, sure. uh, do the math. Here we go. Three plus oh my God, three, if six. I roll that over. That's, that's six, six hours six, of baby time, yeah. Six hours of baby time. Um, so I'm sure this Billy had another baby Billy somewhere. Um, man, but this whole passing around of this kid, I was just like watching it cringing because yeah. as a parent, I mean, this kid is getting passed around here. I'm watching the head, making sure that he's, yeah. you know, not going to snap his head back. Um, right. Billy looks strong though. So that, you know, good, good for Billy there. Uh, but man, oh, yeah. as a parent, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering like, where was the, I, I don't remember where the mother was, but like a, like a, like a handler for an animal, <laughs> you'd be right off set, like ready to jump in there and grab Billy away from, uh, you know, from us. I mean, it's a, it's a tense moment for me. You're, well, you, 
you guys are kids. I mean, that's also a just an aside about babysitting in general. It is odd that we trust like just barely not children to keep our tiniest of humans alive. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is like I had I had a I had a similar feeling watching this kid get passed around for a joke. They could have just put Billy in a stroller or something and had everyone take turns putting their hands on the back of the stroller, but no. <laughs> I nope. mean, even with Mario holding the baby with a bag in his hand and on his arm, I mean, I, I was just, I was just like, oh, please don't, don't drop the baby. And you know what? There could have been a take where we actually did drop the baby, but then we just have, we yeah. got a baby backup number two. So no big deal. Yeah. You got a baby double. Um, and to your point, uh, we're in the halls of Bayside now after the max, um, because they, you can't work with a baby all day. They, they do a little trick here where the baby is in a duffel bag. So we don't need to see the baby. Wait, uh, for spoiler alert, there's no baby in the bag. I probably should have, uh, well, you were sitting down again, so I felt comfortable revealing that level of news. Um, I thought, I thought with my acting that you, you would not be able to tell that there wasn't a baby in that bag. I mean, you do say shush and uh, you do hold it. <laughs> There's a line coming up in this scene. I don't know much about babies. And it's like, yeah, I believe that because you put one in a gym bag and it's just roll. I mean, talk about an unsupported neck. That is, that's not regular. I mean, I guess back in the day, people, there weren't even like, you know, seatbelts in the, in the rear seats of cars. <laughs> like safety was different. But that is, I think even in 1990, people would know that's not how you transport a baby uh, loosely in a bag. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's funny. Zach says, uh, I don't know much about babies because I'm an only child. Um, I kind of grew up as an only child because there's such a gap between m- me and my next sibling. Uh, my sister is 11 years older than me. and My next sister after that is 15 and my brother is 16 years older than me. So I kind of grew up in an empty house um, by myself. Um, but it also meant that I had nieces and nephews while I was still a, uh, a teenager. Um, <laughs> my, uh, my, one of my closest, uh, nephews is, uh, Ian and, and he's eight years younger than me. Um, oh, so, so you guys were much closer in age and yeah, growing up than yeah, yeah. We, and, 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 uh, you know, I, I, I teased the hell out of this kid and, and, uh, cause he, he was with us quite a bit. Um, and my, my, my sister's daughter, um, Brittany, she's about 14 years. Yeah. There's a, there's actually a picture of me on say by the bell with her on my lap while I'm in the classroom. I think it's out there somewhere, but, uh, uh, uh yeah, she's uh, like 15 or f- 16 years younger than me. Um, so I had a lot of experience though with babies. Um, you know, unlike Zach, I was, I was very comfortable with them. Uh, hmm. and, uh, I think you can see, like, I spend a lot of time in this episode holding a baby and I, I did pretty well. I, I was very supportive and, um, I think there's like genuine warmth coming from me and, and, you know, like yeah. trying to protect this little kid. I've always been that way. I mean, I, I, I've, you know, I work with kids on mixed dish. I worked with a kid on passage on the passage and, uh, some of the other things that I've done. So I'm always very comfortable around kids and, and animals, um, you know, we lump those in together when we're talking about, you know, uh, being here in the business. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're on set and you don't have a line, you're either a baby or an animal folks. That's, that's what's going on. <laughs> and each one of them has a handler. Um, oh, but, yeah. and it's, it's tough to work with babies and with animals. I mean, there's just a lot of, uh, there's a lot of protocol that goes into it. Um, yeah. Generally speaking, anyone who is at your job 
who doesn't actively know they are currently at a place of business is hard to work with. Um, and babies and animals fall into that category. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about those uh, those hot like Fox used to do like man versus beast stuff, uh, real salacious. Like, can this bear eat more hot dogs than this man? And the answer was always yeah, because the bear just showed up to eat hot. He doesn't care about the cameras or the lights. The bear is just stoked at this pile of hot dogs. Uh, he doesn't know what a TV show is. <laughs> yeah, less work for the bear too. He's like, I don't yeah. have to work for this food. This is amazing. Oh my god! Yeah, this is incredible. Can we come? Can we do this again tomorrow? Um, and yeah, we get a. Uh, we are in. We see Belding here making the um, all the many announcements throughout the day. We get a lot of jokes from Belding about you know each each little club has his own little Belding joke to go along with it. It's fun, Mark Paul. Use that f word. It's also a way to keep Belding in the mix. You know, it's a way to like. He's not really on these stories. He's just kind of on his own island in his office until the end. So. Give him some jokes. And we're in French class. Uh, Madame Ouif. Is that how you say it? That's how Oof. it's written. O-E-U-F. Oof. Oof. It's, it's Oof. Uh, you know what it means in French, right? No. Egg. Oh. oh that was anticlimactic. <laughs> I thought it'd be like like dirty. It just is an egg. Okay. So I, I mean, don't know what that means. It I means mean, egg. what do you want? Madame Ovaries? I mean, it's Madame Egg. I don't know. Okay, Madam Egg, sure. Yeah. Um, she is played by one Mary Pat Gleason. Uh, I could not believe her IMDb. We were talking decades of TV, Sister Sister, Murphy Brown, Mama's Family, Blossom, NYPD Blue, Mark Paul, uh, Two Broke Girls, Scandal, Shameless. Those are just to name a few. She has been working. Um, and movies, Basic Instinct, Traffic, Bruce Almighty, and Troop Beverly Hills, just to name a few. Uh, Mary Pat Gleason, booked. Tons of stuff. All right, Dashiell, I have a trivia question for you. Oh, God. Out of her IMDb, what mm. shows did we have in common that we worked on? You and her? Yes. Oh, I just had NYPD Blue. Is there more? Yes. And this? That's why there's a trip. Jesus. You think it would be that easy? No, I don't, but I also- All right, like, look at your you, list. You tell me. Look at your list. Well, I don't have, I don't have everything. No, oh, wait, you do. Were you also on- um, did you, Were you on Blossom? I was. Okay. And one more. Oh, wait, you're just saying of these ones? Yeah. No way. Were you on Shameless? No. I'll give you one extra, one, one, no, one more besides that. (laughs) That's basically two. (laughs) Just one more and then we're we're done and I'm going to give it to you. I don't, okay, I'm going to go process of elimination. I don't think you were on Mama's Family. That was it. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm not going to, yeah, go ahead. That was it? No, but it wasn't mama's family, but go ahead. It's, I said, I would only give you one more. You're, you're, you're kind of like, you're cheating the system okay. here. All right. I am cheating. Okay. Two broke girls. <laughs> no, it wasn't two broke girls. It was Murphy Brown. <clears throat> oh man. I was going to, that was my next one. Yeah. Well, it's hard. Cause I, I didn't know if it was like, I could easily see you being on any of those shows is like, let's bring in. Mark Paul Gossler and you know <laughs> no I wasn't I, was, I wasn't Mark Paul Gossler on Murphy Brown it was just the the blonde kid right. who played the anchor sure um, but no yeah, I was okay. on Blossom and and uh, NYPD Blue we we were on the same show but not at the same time she, I think she was on in like 1997 and I didn't come on until That's 2000 and uh, this is again like the difference in early Saved by the Bell and later Saved by the Bell uh, last week was Running Zach a a more serious episode and dealing with like death and slavery. Um, and this week now it's like, again, it's an older episode, but it's like, wow, wow, baby sounds. It's like, this is, this is 
as about as cartoony as Saved by the Bell gets. Um, Zach in the back of the class, you know, making baby sounds while the French teacher is oblivious. Uh, just almost feels like a different show, um, these early episodes. You guys are more kids. This stuff feels more like what children would do. Yeah, and and help me out here, but um, usually when background uh, has lines and they're repeating what Zach says, you get paid. Oh, correct. I, I, I just gasped. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think. I think. I think NBC had to cut a check to every kid in that room. That yeah, day. this was. An, I think this was an expensive episode to do. Expensive bit. Yeah, expensive bit. Expensive yeah, bit. We have about twenty background artists in here, and each one of them is repeating what I'm saying. Uh, I think they get paid a little bit more. They do. They're all paid. They're all paid more that day for sure. Good day for them. Yeah, why not? And a good day for everyone. It's a fun bit. Yeah, it's a fun know? bit. I enjoyed it's, it. It's like a cartoon. It, it just is like a cartoon of like, you know, it's like a stop hitting yourself kind of thing. Or it's just like these are like things that are no humans don't act this way. Um, but it, suddenly in this like. It's just a fun, silly little thing. Look at you with that fun word. I love it. It's a fun word. (laughs) Just like that, we're in act two. Uh, The Bayside Hallway here, uh, we learn... Kelly broke her arm. Like, these yearbook photos are bad news. They They are cursed by an ancient witch... Um, no one should be taking these pictures. Kelly is in the hospital now. Uh, and Zach has a moment where he can like do the right thing, you know, go to an adult perhaps. He does not. (laughs) (laughs) But he, I mean, hello. Under no circumstance. Hello. There's a baby in the halls of Bayside and no one seems to bother with it. No one blinks. No one blinks. I mean, if it was a different, if it was a different show, you know, a baby at high school would be like a different, a very special episode kind of thing. Um, but no, it's not that kind of show. I mean, we have people uh, walking behind Zach and I'm holding this baby and no one says what, what the fuck? There's a baby in, in Bayside. <sighs> yeah. It, it's a, uh, it's, it's a big jump from earlier, uh, before the last classroom scene when they were like, no one can know about this baby. And suddenly they're just waving that thing around in the hall. Not a care in the world. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't have the answers there. All right, I'm I'm going to point out something here and I'm going to sound like a grumpy little fuck, but I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, please. I love it. I hate when they make baby sounds on television and film, like these fake baby sounds. Mm-hmm. Why why do they do that? Like, Wah. yeah, that kind of but, thing. but I get it in the last scene. Like you didn't see the baby, you know, it was like, it was mm-hmm. a gag, right? The baby is in right. my hands. Clearly you can see this baby and it's goo goo goo. I mean, it's like these dumb sounds. And it's like it it doesn't even sound like it's coming from the baby. It's 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 obviously a you know it's 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 a sound effect. But they do this in film and, and television. They do it whenever you see a dog, and the dog like will yeah. turn turn its head and then it'll yeah like that that sound. Yeah. What what dog ever does that? Have you ever heard a dog do that noise? Scooby Doo. No, yeah, Scooby Doo. Yeah, actually, there's two. Scrappy Doo also. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no yeah, dog it. in real life like turns its head and goes. And does that right. in every TV and film? Dogs make noises whenever the camera comes onto them, and same with babies. Yeah. Whenever the the camera like points to a baby, even if you can see its mouth, it goes. It makes these dumb sounds. It's like why? Why are we doing this? We know it's a baby. Do we need to have it? Like, yeah. do we need to like beat you over the head and say, guys, baby, 
We we got it. We got yeah, it. There's a baby. I think you. I think you do. I think no, it's a. I think no. this film is, and TV. You know, this or, is you know, a writer speaking I compared to that. No, no. Oh, because because you 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 you're concerned that the baby wasn't acting in a way that would make real noise. But that's a, that goes back to the thing of like they don't know they're at a job. Like the you know they can't be mic'd up. Listen, if they if, could, I if guess they you're made, not gonna get what you need. If they made sounds like this baby's taking a shit, I would buy that, right? Like if the baby was grunting. That's funny. Yeah, that's just good. That's comedy, awesome. Right? Because babies yeah. poop whenever they don't they don't know that they're on. Sure. You know they don't know they're in the halls of Bayside. So if they made a sound At like a it was restaurant, pooping, wherever they'll any, I would, any place, anytime. Yeah, right? I would get it. But these babies are like. Like it's 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 cooing and an amazement. I hate that. Anyway, moving on. Okay, that's a look. That's a fair point to bring up. Um, and uh, there's gonna there's I gonna be that that's just just giving everybody a heads up. I have like two or three more I hates in in in, okay, this, in right. this episode. They're all fun, just like this last okay. one, I think. But you know, sure. Just just warning you. I thank you. I was sitting down, so I appreciate the heads up. Um, and uh, yeah, we. Like, this would be the time to get an adult. Again, like, there should have been an adult. This is the fault, again, of the Kapowski parents who, I'm going to say as we're rewatching this together, Mark Paul, are the worst parents at Bayside. Yep. I mean, I, I really think they have, like, they did the thing, which, judgment aside, maybe you shouldn't have too many kids, depending on your living situation. Just a thought. They had too many kids, and uh, they have to, you know, rob each child's piggy bank once a week just to make ends meet and go on their ski trips. Uh, they're the worst. Um, and yeah, Zach, but Zach is being also bad now. He's, he's saying only I can handle this responsibility. And speaking of only I can do this, guess who they hired to be the photographer? <laughs> uh, someone it's, someone it's, who, who should be at his restaurant because um, obviously he doesn't <laughs> know how to uh, handle the, the, um, the books. Uh, and yeah. maybe that's why he, was, he has a job as a photographer because he he needs the money. Is it? Because he should really focus on making one business work before diving into the second. Uh, but yeah, Max is here, and I mentioned earlier how um you know the story thing of they gave Mister Belding the talking over the PA to keep him in the episode. Uh, Ed was still more featured at this point in series, and they were like, "We got to get Max. This whole episode is a Bayside. What do we do for Max? I know." He's the guy taking all these pictures. Uh, and sure, I guess. Why not? He says they're paying him a bundle. He says he's making out like a bandit here. Is he? That's all right. I mean, he's going to blow it all away anyway. On uh, Who's running you know, the restaurant then? Some some shitty uh, gag that uh, you know is going to get a reaction from the kids at, at the Max. Um, oh, you're saying he's going to blow his like all the money they gave him on like a cake that turns into glitter or something? <laughs> like he's going to like? Well, I'm trying to understand how this guy, the Max, is always busy. It does it does great business, and yet we had to pull him out of debt. I, it, 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 it's confusing. It's confusing. It's certainly confusing. Uh, yeah. And also, he's a shitty photographer. I'm just going to throw it out there. Right. I hate when anyone who's taken a photo says cheese, or in his case, he says mm-hmm. cheeseburger. And later he yeah. he has Mr. Belding say medium rare. Uh, was this your second hate? Yeah, this is my or second is this hate. Unrelated to your okay. No, no, this is this is the second hate. And I, I mean, if it was like a freestyle hate. Like no, jazz. no, no, no. I mean, I when I was watching this, I was like, man, I really hate when people tell you to say something when they're taking a picture. Just take the fucking picture, okay? If I want to, like do you like when someone's like, don't smile or like say no. butt cheeks or something don't, like just say no. something like crazy don't at the end? Don't say no. anything. Listen, 
let me do my thing. If I want to smile, great. And here's the thing too. They say it all the time when, when, I mean, now we're, we're getting into, you know, first world problems here when you're, when you're doing like a red carpet or something and, um, and you're, you're on the red carpet and, and photographers will always say that to you. They'll be like, Hey, Mark Paul, can we get a smile? And and inside I'm going, no, no, go fuck yourself. You can't. No, and and the thing is like, I'm smiling. I'm actually smiling on the inside. I'm giving you a, like a warm look and they're like, Hey, show some teeth. No, go fuck yourself. I don't want to show go my fuck teeth. Yourself, yeah. That's what I want to say. Um, yeah. And, and but I you don't never, think you, you don't do it though. You're I don't think it would go well if I told them that. Cause it's funny. You see the same photographers on at, at every, uh, at every event and stuff like that. But I, but regardless, let's say you're at a birthday party and people go, yeah. okay, cheese. And it's like, no, stop it. No, just take the f- picture. Well, you have, you mentioned your, your multiple children. Uh, I've, I've seen parents do the thing with kids where they at the last second say, don't smile. And that gets a smile out of kids. Would you, but, would you pull that kind of trick on your own flesh? No, and listen, let them be, let <laughs> people be when they take a photo. If they want to take a yeah. photo, like however you can. And here's the thing. And this goes to another, another thing about this, this shot. You know, he, he says to Mr. Mr. Belding wants to take a photo for Mrs. B. He wants to do like a portrait right. shot and he has uh, Ed do that. Um, and he has so, his pipe ready Ed, to go. Yeah, his pipe is <laughs> so stupid. Excuse uh, but, me? Yeah. Uh, but right before the shot, uh, Ed, you know, uh, Max will say, uh, say medium rare. And then, and then Belding says medium rare. The pipe falls out of his mouth. Funny gag. And, and the picture sure. gets taken. And what I'm, my point is, is that back then we used film, right? So right. I love that time where you took a shot and whatever you got, that's what you used. And nowadays, yeah. because of you know digital and everyone has a camera, uh, yeah. now I sound like a grumpy old man. No, I'm I'm right. I know where this is going. But I am right here with you. I yeah. love those candid shots where people's eyes were kind of closed, or somebody was looking yeah. away, or maybe the smile wasn't perfect. Every photo now has to be postable in a way. You it's know, it's crazy, like your, yeah. your best it, it, it takes angle, the fun out of it. Yeah, your best look, your best smile, like. There, there's no sense of just rawness anymore in a way of like that, that film had. I mean, I, if you look like old family albums of your parents or something like that, I mean, there was a lot of shots where it's just candid shots and they weren't perfect, but they're just, mm-hmm. they're, they're just something about them. It's just like, they're real. And I feel, I feel like nowadays, you know, we just, we, we have, I mean, I have probably 30,000 photos on my iPhone, right? you know, cause you take photos of everything, but you know, you never just let people just be in photos anymore. Yeah, it, there's also something nice about that uh, film, you know, era of photography, which is pretty much everything up until what, you know, the early 2000s of uh, like, you wouldn't know what you had. You didn't know yeah. what the picture was until you yeah. got developed. And and that in and of itself was like a cool thing of like, because now you take a picture with a group of people, everyone wants to see it depending on Oh, you on get photo approval. Yeah, and it's like I know I need I need a reshoot and like can, and then you cannot please everyone all the time. No, um, and there's some beautiful simplicity of like we do sound like two old people. That's okay, folks. We're not getting any younger. Um, but yeah, I do I do miss that, and I like it like weddings and stuff, which seems to be the last place you see like a pile of disposable cameras. Um, it's it's a good thing because like yes, you take the picture, but you're not dwelling on it, and you know move. So what? Your eyes are closed. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, it, I, I used to um, shoot exclusively with film. Um, I don't anymore. I have like a digital Leica that I use that mm-hmm. I, I I love, and you know, I, I go in and I manipulate it through Photoshop and all this stuff. But back th- in the day of film, um, 
you didn't know what you got. Uh, and sometimes, you know, you, you, you fucked up a whole session. Like, you know, I, I used to, uh, do sports and, um, and, uh, you know, I'd fuck up with a shutter speed or, or whatever, and just wouldn't get anything. But also the, 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 the reverse of that or the, the, the negative, <laughs> the, no, no. The, one of the positives were is that sometimes you got something, um, special and you didn't, yeah. you, you didn't know that it, it would come out that way. You know, maybe the shutter speed was a little slow, but it got this really cool effect. And you were like, wow, look at this photo. I, 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 I got this and I didn't even try to get, get this effect. And yeah, now it's like I, I, every photo you take, you look at it and you go, mm, let me manipulate that or, mm. or, you know, change it up a little bit to try to get the effect that you want. But there's something, something great about film of where you just never knew what you were going to get. Yeah. Well. We are we are we are now in the territory of two very very old people. If you are yeah. under the age of twenty years old, I'm not sure why you're here, but welcome. And uh, <laughs> sorry, we are so old. Uh, <laughs> Where are we? We're watching Saved we're by the, the Bell. We're in the locker room. We're in we're the, the locker room. room. The Bayside locker um, room. Billy's crying. Yeah, there there you go. There's my header for my notes. Um, Billy is crying and, um, it is just so funny that ever like, I get that Kelly is motivated by the yearbook photo and it's important to her and look, I get they all are. I get it's a TV show about kids, whatever. It, it, one person involved needs to stand up and say, Hey, I don't care if my photos in the yearbook with my club, but no one will do that. <laughs> no one in this friend group is willing to put the life and safety of Billy above their yearbook photo. And I thought that was just nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts to me. Your header says Billy's crying. Billy's not crying, by the way. The sound effects are making Billy cry, which is again okay. why I hate that. Sure. Um, what do you What do you want to do? Do you want to Do you want to like like pinch the baby's feet with like a safety pin or something? Like, no, how would you like know. to get the baby to cry? I don't know. You don't need. To, I don't think you need sound effects to say. You know what? He's really fussy. I don't. You could I, put a, I mean, a, bur, a burlap sack over mommy or daddy's head out of frame. That would probably get the baby to cry. No, just, where did mommy just, and daddy go? Just Zach could have easily have said, you know, Billy's been fussy for the last thirty minutes. I, he's just like I, I can't get him to to settle down here. You don't need to hear a sound yeah. of it. And here's another thing I hate though. Yeah, Slater does it. Do not touch a baby's mouth. Like it's oh, gross. He he comes over. Oh, okay. I, I say like. You know, Billy's Billy's crying. I don't know what's going on with him, and he puts his finger in Just Billy's right in mouth. There. Like I've seen people do that. It's it. You, don't do that. Nowadays, we can't do that. Obviously, there's a bit. There's there's. <laughs> yeah, one of the, one of those one of those good things COVID yeah, ruined was right, shoving exactly. your hand in a baby's yeah, mouth. Yeah, right. but don't don't do that. Don't ever go to a baby and touch okay. it. Like don't ever touch a a, a a pregnant woman's belly. I hate when people no, do that. No, and and you never ask, are you pregnant? You no, never, no, never. You just wouldn't. You you can never, never do that. But I've had you know how many people come up to a pregnant woman will touch the belly and go like, oh my god, what is in a boy and girl? Shut up, get out of here. Don't touch yeah. a woman's belly. Don't put your right. finger in a kid's mouth. It's not your kid. Yeah. And even if it were your kid, don't put your finger in the mouth. You don't know where your finger's been. And Slater yeah. does it, and, and it's it's supposed to be endearing. It's supposed to be like, but it's not. Like, go okay, well, get away. Anyway. Next time, next time Mario wants to come on, we will, we will make sure to pull this clip and say, why were you trying to kill that child actor? Um, I can't wait. No, and then, <laughs> uh, and speaking then, of and things you shouldn't do in real life, Mark Paul, uh, I notice, uh, you know, 
you work out. You're an athletic yeah. guy. What would you say if I said, hey, Mark Paul, I'm going to go hit the gym and before or after haven't decided, I'm going to have a ding dong and a can of root beer. Yeah. What do you think my day is going to be like? Well, I thought about that's this. that's what's in Slater's gym bag. I thought about this. And um, yeah, it, it's not a breakfast of champions. Uh, sorry for the, uh, the uh, cliche, uh, stupid cliche there. But um, right? I mean, that was pretty stupid. That's, is it? I didn't think. No, I think you're being too hard on yourself. It's fine. Okay. Anyway, um, but I, I thought about this, and and yes, it's weird for a man who look or a boy who looks like that, <laughs> a boy who looks like that man, a boy who looks like that man to eat ding dongs yeah. and root beer. But Slater is a wrestler, and oh, so he know, was like trying to make weight. No, 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 no. I think that after wrestling, you know, you, it's it's very uh, vigorous and and uh, you yeah. you do lose a lot of sweat and and calories and stuff. You know, uh, you eat a ding dong, have a root beer. It's uh, I used to be a competitive cyclist, and after my races, I would down a, a can of Coke. Um, you know, to get that sugar level right up there again, and and sure. um, you know, a ding dong. It's not going to hurt a, a a a person who's in that shape. Uh, is going to have no problem burning burning that off. Okay, well, there, there's the real answer to should should you have <laughs> ding-dongs and root beer at the gym? The answer is maybe. <laughs> the answer is it depends. Um, here in the uh, the locker room, we get um, we get them shoving a diaper full of shit into Mancuso's locker. And I thought that was <sighs> such a quickly moved through beat. Ugh. Where if I'm Mancuso and I came back to the gym, I'd be like, guys, I just saw you in here with a baby. I know who did this. Well, <laughs> this is not I'm, the perfect crime. <laughs> I know, but but Slater's the alpha here, obviously, with right. Mancuso. He he yeah. he flexed and Mancuso with that hair just runs off. Um yeah. the diaper that we pull out though, it's huge. Who's this diaper for? This is not a kid's diaper that we fight <sighs> oh, over. Oh, you're saying the side well, I mean it probably was a kid's diaper no, when it's the not. day started, but no 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 Bill, oh, no, I'm just joking around. I'm just saying Billy's been shitting in this thing all day. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's not the it's not the diaper that we pull off. It's the uh, diaper that we fight over. The the new diaper. Uh, that that new diaper is. Oh, the new diaper is for uh, like. <laughs> it's huge. Like props founded in the adult section. Yes. Um, and it's it's funny. There's there's a couple times like watching this episode where there's some genuine giggling <laughs> from us. And uh, when we pull the diaper off, I don't know what was going on, but. Uh, both both Mario and I just like you know teenage giggle there um and and then we realized like the baby's actually naked there's like baby butt is I, I that's in my notes is, is that legal is, by the way not yeah, only like baby how much butt, of a baby's butt can you put on TV but we also see <laughs> baby, all of it we see baby peepee too I don't know if you caught that whoa no yeah. I didn't I mean I I didn't I didn't have to look too hard for it yeah, I'll take you don't, you don't need to that? rewind it or whatever. It's it's yeah. not. But we're not going to go to tape. No, I believe but it, you. It, it is there, and I thought that's really odd. Like, why why did we show that? And can we show that? I mean, you did. I and not only did you show it, you syndicated it for three decades. So, yeah. I mean, if I was also like, I wonder if the kid who played Billy was like going around to bars. Uh, when he or she was in their twenties, being like, "Check out my butt on Saved by the Bell," <laughs> I would. Why not? It's a fun it, story. It could have been Billy's brother, though, you know, because he had a twin. Remember that, right? Oh man, I I wonder if that was like a issue on Thanksgiving, like which baby had to show their butt on TV, and if 
that was a cool thing or a bad thing. I would think it was cool, but maybe it really, uh, you know, threw a wrench in their family. Who knows what they're up to? Maybe a future guest on the pod. Baby Billy, if you're out there, we'd love to have you. And it, it just, I, I thought I saw something that was pretty interesting, but, um, you know, when Slater opens up his locker, he doesn't turn any dials, uh, you know, for yeah, the combination. And then when he opens up Mancuso's locker as well, he doesn't turn the dial. No. Why would, have, why, why would anyone lock their lockers? I mean, what's someone going to do? Throw a diaper full of shit inside? But then me being Zach, when I open up yes. Slater's locker, I turn the dials. But you knew. You knew his combination. That's what that also implies. But why? But but you see what I'm saying there? Like Slater opens up Mancuso's, I and he opens up his, and there's no dial turning. But yet I turn a dial. It, it, it do you think just you were consistent. acting? Like do you think no. you were like? But you again, were trying I, to like. I, I no. What I think is that I, I should have gotten a note from the director. I don't know who directed this. Was it Don? Is Don? Oh, it was yeah. Don. I, I should have gotten we're a all note Donville from, for for like from, the the run of it. I should have gotten a note saying, you know what. Don't mess with the dial. We're keeping it consistent that the lockers are always unlocked. There's no need to turn a combination, but I still did it. Um, I, I think it was just a, a thing where I could have gotten a note just to say, don't turn the dial. No one else is. Okay, so you don't hate it, but you don't love it. Somewhere in the middle. Um, Marpal, I know you don't know this because uh, why would you? But this will not be the last time that Zach and Slater tend to a baby at Bayside with the help of athletic clothing. So just for your, uh, for your knowledge, you'll, you and Slater will take care of another naked baby before this, this rodeo's done. Can't wait. You're going to have to. It doesn't happen until the end of uh, the final season. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so we're in a fuzzy pink fantasy here where Zach pictures having a baby. Of course, on the uh, 2020 reimagining, we do get to see Zach Morris's child and uh, not all the way far off from what, from what was imagined here. You know what I have in my notes here, Mark Paul, is what the hell was the background? It looks like crumpled up construction paper. Like for this like father-son fantasy, like what, what was that? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to figure they it out. They spent all like, the money paying the extras. They spent we, all the money paying the kids in the class, and now they had no money to make, to give you guys a nice backdrop for this montage. It looks like a pile of trash behind you. I, 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 it, does, it makes no sense because... This had to be, I mean, this took time to make. I mean, yeah. we could have used any backdrop. We could have just used a Anything. blue use backdrop. The max. Use, literally, use the max. Why not? Zach and his kid are at the max. Like, there's a million Anywhere. ways to do it. Anywhere. It looks, it just, folks, at a certain point, we're making TV over here. Can we spend a little bit of that money to make it look like TV? Because that looks more like student film or maybe even like, uh, you know, a lesser-known playhouse or something. Like, it doesn't look TV-ready. Franco, if you're out there, we'd love to have you on, but boy, oh boy, buddy. This one, this one, <laughs> it's just crumpled up paper. Like, it's not even like a, like a clean psych, like a, like a clear background. And yeah, we'll go through Zach uh, meeting his many iterations of child, and they're all, you know, they're, they're versions of Zach. Take that as you will. And we're in the halls of Bayside, uh, where, boy, oh boy, Billy's just getting passed around here like a, uh, I don't know, like a, like a joint at a music festival. Do those still happen? Joints and music festivals? I don't know. We're so old, Mark Paul. 
Um, it's usually pens. Yeah. It's pens now. Yeah, I was gonna say now it's all, now it's all digital. All the weed. Yeah, you, all the, pass you, the you, pen. you have to charge your weed. Um, sure, why not? And who's passing but, anything now? COVID, COVID ruined that too. You better get those <laughs> drugs away from my mouth. I don't want to die. <laughs> um, but it's funny. I walk into the hallway and immediately, like, I use Slater's shirt. You know that I took out of his locker, right? And yeah. immediately, uh, Jesse goes, "You're using Slater's shirt as a diaper." Like, how does she know it's Slater's shirt? She really knows what what he wears, I guess. I don't know. That's because Slater, by the way, will see this baby with this shirt on and doesn't say a word. <laughs> well, that, he's not that's like, hey, that's my shirt. Like the, that's, that's the difference between um, guys and girls, men and women, if you will. Uh, maybe maybe men less observant. Uh, I, Just a I, I love this scene. I'm sure you, I'm pretty sure you didn't catch it because I, I don't see it in your notes. But I wish I could play the audio for this. There's such a genuine giggle that comes out of my mouth in this scene. And I had to rewind it a few times to figure out what it was. Do, do, you, do you remember this? I, no, I, let's I, see it. Let's go to tape. I, yeah, I don't I'm, want to review the baby penis, but I'm happy to review your giggle. That sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it was funny. I hand over the baby to Jesse. Yeah. And I wrote in my notes at first, because I heard the giggle, I wrote something happens with Elizabeth Berkeley and her hair. I thought maybe my hand um, got caught in her hair. Can we play the audio for this? Is that possible? Do you, is that is that something to do? You know, I'm gonna just uh, I'm gonna say probably not. So okay. maybe we just but anyway. I, I really want you, you to. You can like, play it for us. I can, I can hear it. I think. Okay. Uh, let me let me turn up the sound. I don't, know how, here. I don't know how the best way that yeah you me, mute. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm turning up the sound. You'll 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 hear yeah. it. Here we go. So I hand over the baby, and just listen to this giggle, and then see if you can catch why I giggle. Okay. 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 I see what happened. Do you it see what like happens? Young, it looks like a young Mark Paul may have gotten a, a backhand full of a young Elizabeth Berkeley on set. <laughs> Is what I just saw. <laughs> I love that I saw, moment. I saw a moment between two teenagers. That, I love uh, it. I mean, both chuckled. I mean, what? Well, because also you're you're working with a live grenade, right? Like, so yeah. for those who could not see what we just saw, uh, when you hand Billy off to Jesse, you're you're you know, or hand her off, hand Billy off to Elizabeth. That's the other human yeah. being actor. Uh, yeah, your hand kind of gets wedged between Billy and Elizabeth, and uh, whoops. Yeah, I got a I got a backhand of boob. And, you got a backhand um, of boob. And you both just, you both chuckled. I, well, I mean, I, I look. I don't want to normalize uh, anything unconsensual here. Like it was an accident, and you both seemed to laugh. And uh, I, I did not pick up on that. But now that you say it, oh, I, love I it, see though. both of your faces. Your faces make the same "oh no" reaction yeah, at the same it's, time. It's such a great moment. I'm so I'm so happy they kept it on. Yeah, I'm, sure, on I'm sure you thought it was <laughs> on film. No, no, no when because I, look, when, I, when I was only, 15, I thought every boob I came into any kind of orbit with was a great moment. So yeah, yeah, no, no, but it's just it's it's a cute moment to watch, and it's like it's a genuine like giggle from me. Of going like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I, t- I just groped your boob by accident. And yeah. Elizabeth's reaction is is you know she just kind of like plays it off. But I was like, oh my god, please don't be mad at me for having grazed your boob with my hand while I was trying to remove it from holding this baby. I I, I don't know. I, I love that moment because it is a real moment, and uh, you know it's it's two teenagers. 
Uh, and especially me being a very immature teenager at that time, yeah. uh, giggles as at uh, having backhanded her boob. Anyway. You, you, wait, you know what I never noticed, Mark Paul, is we're on pause here with Elizabeth very much supporting baby Billy's head. They hadn't figured out the geography of Bayside yet, and the door behind Lisa is the door to home ec class, yeah. which will later be Belding's office. I didn't realize that EC, I'd imagine, is for home ec. Um, that's, I mean, I guess that makes sense in like, ah, yes, Lisa and Jesse are right outside the door, um, but that'll be Belding's office for the, the rest of the show. And uh, boy, did they luck out that it just so happened to be the day in home ec class, which we are in, folks, we're in home ec class, baby day. Everyone gets a baby. <laughs> if you're going to hide a baby in class, they certainly got lucky on the day they had to do it. Mrs. Hatcher, played by one Patrika Darbo, um, she played Nancy Wesley on 434 episodes of Days of Our Lives from 1998 to 2017. That is a lot of TV, Mark Paul. Have you ever made 434 episodes of a TV show? No, I don't even think of if you add up all the episodic <laughs> television that I've every done. Every single thing. No. Yeah, that's 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 a job, guys. That is a real job. Um, and she was also in Troop Beverly Hills. I thought that was neat with Mary Pat Gleason uh, from earlier this episode, as well as the 2007 movie Moving McAllister. Um, so they probably had the same representation. That was my guess. Um, and they were also both on Step by Step and Mama's Family, just not in the same episode. So, yeah, I'm going to say they they know someone in casting. They kept booking the same thing. And yeah, Mrs. Hatcher is one of the many oblivious teachers at Bayside. Um, we've now met two this episode. And I thought that was interesting just because Miss Bliss, which we'll probably watch together at some point. Why not? Uh, she was so on top of you guys and so smart as an adult in the room that it's just funny that once you get to Bayside, like every single adult you encounter is just like some version of inept. Um, I thought that was interesting. This is a trope of many uh, shows like this, though. You know where they have uh, children as the, as the uh, the stars. Sure. I mean, all all adults are generally like this. You know, yeah, they're morons. It's the uh, it's the Home Alone effect. Uh, kids love to see other kids get the drop on adults. I know I did when I was a kid. Uh, and here comes Max um, in his photography sweater. Uh, yeah, boy, oh boy, Ed. They were just trying to fit you in. Uh, and he's here to take yearbook pictures of home ec class. I mean, let's not ask too many questions about what's going on here. Uh, and we get this little whoopsie-daisy mix-em-up where Screech shows up to retrieve Billy and somehow Screech leaves the class, goes all the way down the hall, and is inside of the locker room before realizing he's holding a, <laughs> before realizing he's holding a doll. I, it works the same way the line, you got a dummy, you dummy. You works. dummy, yeah. Well, that, I mean, look, I would actually have no problem with you got a dummy, you dummy, but it was not five minutes ago that Zach was like, I don't need a ding-dong, you ding-dong, in the same room. Um, I have a problem with doubles, twins, if you will. Uh, and yeah, that bumped me. Give Zach a different line. But what are we going to do? It's 30 years later. And speaking of threes, we're in act three. Uh, it's the Bayside hallway. And uh, yeah, the gang like coming to grips with the reality where this is arguably, and uh, you can find me on the internet if you want to argue, this is arguably one of the darker like story twists in Say by the Bell where it's like, guys, we lost a baby. 
we need to we need to get the police involved. Maybe like the feds. If this baby crossed state lines, <laughs> I don't know how long it's been since we've seen the baby. Um, but it's you know instead we get this like Scooby Doo looking for the baby behind Kelly's back sequence. Yeah, uh, it's like a silent film in a way. But wh- wh- why are we going? Yeah. It's like speed ramp out of lockers. Like, how could Billy possibly be in a locker? It's I don't know. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's literally just to do the. Um, it's like so. So it's a few things. It's the the footage is speed ramp, so it's sped up. Um, it's a locked off camera trick, so you guys enter one locker and magically come out of another. Um, and yeah, there's like the even like reverse footage of Screech sliding up the banister. It's it's all just in service. It, it is Scooby-Doo. I mean, they would do this in Scooby-Doo. They'd be running from the bad guy, and they would go in one door and impossibly come out another, and you were competing with that crime-solving dog and his you know drug addict friends in a van on Saturday morning. So I guess that that was the thought. Uh, but I think it's more cruel that Max has to like take these pictures of Kelly while you guys are frantically trying to find her brother. <laughs> it's like... This is, and also, she just broke her arm, folks. I mean, Kelly's having a real day. She might never see her parents again. They're snowed in at the biggest blizzard to ever hit a uh, mountain high. But who 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 took Kelly to the hospital? Who dropped no her idea. off? No idea. Like, did somebody call her parents and say, "Where the fuck are you?" Does like, she know what her insurance situation is? Like, going to the hospital for a broken arm is not the same thing as hitting up the school nurse for a Tylenol. What is going on? <laughs> What is this? Is bonkers. I don't know. Also, I mentioned before, um, it wouldn't take much as a child to to get me to be like, well, today's not a school day. If I broke my arm, Mark Paul, I'm staying not, home. I'm not going back to school. No freaking way. Yeah. No. You know, unless you're <laughs> under me, no circumstances. Uh, I I I was uh, playing flag football at school, and I uh, I jammed my pinky pretty oh, no. good catching a ball, and. Um, that night it swelled up and, and uh, I told my mom, I go, I, I think I broke my finger. And uh, my mom just said, you know what? If it turns blue, we'll go to the hospital. Huh. And yeah, so the next day I went to school. I uh, hadn't turned blue yet, but it yet. started to turn blue. And uh, then I, I got a chance to call my mom from school um, and told her, it's, it's blue. I think I need to go to the hospital. And the nurse seems to think so too. Mm. Um, and my mom just said, yeah, what are they going to do with a broken finger? We'll just put a popsicle stick on it. And that was about it. I'd never, I never went to the doctor oh. for this broken finger. Um, and um, yeah. Were you acting at the time? Uh, just, let's see. Because like, like, no. wouldn't you have like no. SAG insurance or like? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was acting because I, was, I, I started acting when I was four. I, I got my, my SAG card in 1984. So I was 10. Yeah. yeah so like wouldn't. Like, wouldn't it be, uh, but I, did she just not want to like deal with like the hassle of like, yeah. And yeah. suddenly also suddenly you're like, you're more in the system. You have to go back for checkups. It's like, it's a pain. No, I, I get it. It's not just about That's money just how we coverage. grew up. We grew up like, yeah, just shake it off kind of thing. Like, you know, and, and especially like with my dad, like, don't tell your dad, don't tell your dad you got hurt. <laughs> I don't know why. Cause my dad was the sweetest okay. guy. Like he never, no one ever laid a hand on us, but we weren't allowed to tell my dad if you your, got hurt. Your dad wasn't going to like strangle you like no. Homer Simpson because you, you injured yourself. No, but it was a weird thing. Like I remember I cut my finger, uh, you know, cause my dad said, uh, we're, we're, we're trimming these trees or these bushes with like this electric trimmer. Make sure you always have both hands on the electric trimmer. It's very good advice, by the way. I I I give that as free totally, advice to yeah. our audience, and it's good advice. 
And being a kid, um, I think I was older. I was like, I was, uh, I remember what house it was. So I had to be like 12 or 13, maybe 14. And of course I held a, you know, branch of a bush and, uh, nipped my finger a little bit. I got a nice little scar still to this day on this middle finger of mine. Um, and I remember going, holy shit, I just might've cut my finger off. And I did not tell my dad, like I just wrapped it up in something and didn't tell him until he finally figured out. He's like, what's wrong with your finger? And I'm like, uh, you know, I told him what had happened. Um, and he didn't care, but it was just like a weird thing. We weren't allowed to tell my dad whenever we got hurt, or at least that's what my mom used to say. And I don't know, maybe it was my mom's sure. thing, but it was like, if you got hurt and you know, whether it was don't skateboarding, you, that's really funny, b- yeah. biking, whatever. And I got hurt a lot. I mean, I have a lot of scars all over my body. You never were allowed to tell your dad. Don't tell your dad. And I'm like, okay, I won't tell my dad. I don't know why. There's no like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess at a, as a child, you don't, you're not like, well, why? You're just like, oh yeah, sure. Of yeah. course. Don't tell dad. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. My dad never laid a hand on us, but uh, scared. He didn't need to. You were too busy breaking your own fingers yeah. every day. It sounds yeah. like. And I, but by the way, I was scared of my dad. Uh, you know, and, and my, my neighbor, the neighborhood kids were scared of my dad. Um, and mm-hmm. we talked about this. Mario and I talked about this where our fathers- Yeah, you were each afraid of each other's fathers. Yeah. Yeah, to, <laughs> they just, again, a, no, a normal, healthy environment yeah. in a workplace. This is funny. <laughs> to, to know your coworker's dad and be like, I'm afraid of him. Yeah. That would be so funny if one of my coworkers now, I knew their father and I was like, also, I'm afraid of your dad. <laughs> um, I would love to bring that energy to, to work when I'm uh, working in a building with humans again. But going back to this, uh, this um, scene between- Kelly and uh, us in the hallway, I I noticed something that she did in this scene and the next one. And I was trying to figure out what she was doing, but she's wearing this cast and she's picking at her nails. Like maybe it's her cuticles or whatever. But if you watch these scenes, uh, she just like has this nervous thing that she's doing with the, the, the hand that's in the cast. Uh, and we'll see more of it in Belding's office, and I'll, I'll point it out. I, I gave you a timestamp in case you, uh, you. want to watch it. Um, but it's it's, it's I appreciate pretty that. funny. She starts it when she when she does the photos with uh, with. Uh, Max. I see it. Yeah, yeah. She does. She's holding. Yeah, she's her like fingers. she's like she's like digging at it. Yeah. yeah, she's fiddling with her fingers, and then it gets uh, it gets to a, a feverish feverish pitch in in Belding's office. But watch, she'll do this with her hands right there. See that she starts like doing this thing. I wonder if it was uncomfortable. Like, mm. I wonder if maybe that's what, like, because also they probably would, it's not a real cast. I mean, they just popped her into that thing, but. Yeah, it's not a real cast, by the way. You, you, you take those off. Yeah, but see, I get it. See how it's, she's, it's TV. We're making TV. <laughs> yeah. So now that we're in Belding's office, I'll point it out even more. Can we talk about your sweater, by the way, for a second? Sure. I don't, I don't love it. I feel like Zach has a lot of cool clothes and all the time Slater would call him preppy, I thought was like, yeah, I get it. But like, this is preppy. I, this is like a weird, I don't, I don't know. Didn't, didn't do it for me. Well, that's all I have to say about that. I, I, <laughs> I didn't kill it in the uh, wardrobe fitting that we had. So, uh, okay. blame me, I guess, because I could have easily. No, I, I usually love the wardrobe. I love, and I, I love what Zach wears. And I even like, <laughs> even Slater and his like pink tank top and acid. Well, like Slater's outfit almost looks more like a thing you would just see and humans walking around, uh, I don't know what they were going for with with Zach's khakis and geometric shaped sweater. Taking some big swings, I guess. Uh, but yeah, we're in Belding's office here for <sighs> the big, the big climax. 
where the gang essentially like tricks Belding into thinking he has some kind of like advanced memory loss, why he wouldn't remember the thing they're telling him, which is messed up. It's messed up because like now he has to go see like doctors or get like MRIs. I mean, now we are in the realm of expensive medical treatment because he's forgetting major events like like children handing him a baby. That you'd go see specialists after that. But it's but, but it, we we pick at his vanity, right? Because he's just he's afraid yeah. of getting old and he doesn't want to be old. And and again, yeah. we've we've said this. Uh Dennis Haskins, uh playing Mr. Belding here, is eight to nine years younger than I am right now. Than you are as you sit before me right now. I know that's that's insane. Nuts, math, right? I, I refuse to process it. <laughs> Speaking of math, I refuse to do that math, Mark Paul, because uh, my brain can't handle it. But it's it's funny. Yeah, you're right. It is it is a it is a ploy at his aging. But it is also it's like this again. I get it. It's a show for kids. It's Saturday morning. We're having fun. Uh, but like this logic makes no. It just makes no sense. It makes no sense that they would like. Like I didn't even really track how Billy wound up in Belding's office. Well, like, here's the thing. You know what does make sense? A question that that uh, Mr. Belding poses: What is Kelly's baby brother doing at Bayside in the first place? First place, yeah. I mean, that, step one, question one. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, like that. That right there, the, the uh, and scene end also, of episode. Like, can Can you imagine if if Kelly Kapowski walked into Bayside and said, "Mr. Belding, uh, it's first period." I'm dealing with a personal family emergency. I cannot make it to yearbook photos. I need to go home and watch my kid. Belding would be like, please do, my kid, my brother, please do. And by the way, we'll put a little Kelly picture on the yearbook page. Anyway. Like This could be the most fixed by a conversation story in the world. But then we wouldn't have this, this juicy, juicy TV all these years later. Uh, and yeah, here comes Max <laughs> to tie it all together. <laughs> and you know what, Mark Paul, it wouldn't be enough to have Max running around as the photographer all, all episode. We better see some magic. And we do. The old dove in the armpit gag. Yeah. Check out, I, I've queued it up, speaking of, uh, where okay. Kelly picks at her cuticles. Watch her go to town here. Oh, no. You see that? Like, like she's really digging mm. and picking. She's like, eh. Gotta get whatever's under my nail. I don't know what she's doing. What is she doing? I I do that sometimes. Like I I my I have nervous hands sometimes, or like I'll like I'll kind of like fidget. I she was probably just being a human being, is my guess. <laughs> it's probably not character related. Oh, we're like zoomed in. Yeah, she's really going to town. That's not good. <laughs> You'd expect a note. You're, you to to your point of like shouldn't you know someone in charge give a note. She does it throughout the uh, the entire scene too. I don't know. Maybe yeah. something was bothering her with her hand. I, I, I don't know. Maybe who knows. And yeah, we get this like convincing building he's aging and is uh, mentally deteriorating. And we're in the halls of Bayside for the final scene, where first of all Kelly kisses Zach and Slater. <laughs> she hasn't quite made up her mind yet. Who's her dance partner? Uh, she gives you both a peck. She gave me a peck, but she not only gave Slater a peck, but she rubbed his arm. Don't think I didn't yeah. notice that. I mean, he's got more arm than you. You're you're covering those uh those green beans in a sweater, uh, and Slater's uh you know I know, he's, and that's he's, why he's later guy. on I start working out and I start you know <laughs> right. this was like, you know wearing this is the beginning clothing. of yeah yeah I get it. You were like I need arm rubs too. <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah you know Billy's uh, first word is Zach. Uh, I mean he really made an impression uh, on this kid. 
Yeah, I, you don't I, like it. It, it just all these me. years later, you don't like it. No, I mean, come no. on. We had yeah. to like have these fake baby sounds, and then the fact that the kids are zap. I mean, come on. Oh, I thought you were just reacting to the the arm rub. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like you were you were more. That was more the issue. Yeah. Okay, well, the baby sounds, and sure. I mean, come on. Did we really need to? I mean, it, it, we're already into the cartoon of it all with you know the. Yeah. The the in and out of the lockers and the right. the baby wahs and stuff and then this part where he says Zach you I mean were, come on yeah you were competing with cartoons right you know they were yeah. they were they were finding the balance I mean as we continue going I think we're in kind of a sweet spot of um of the new episodes we're gonna keep watching of 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 you guys growing up and the show growing up but yeah this is definitely a it feels so weird to rewind to these episodes in the middle of a later season because yeah it feels tonally different. And I, I I make a little bit of a mistake here at the end, you know, where I talk mm. to the camera, uh, TTC that. as uh, TTC, yeah, we like to uh, call it. Um, but I look at one camera, and then it goes to a close up, and I look mm. at that camera. But I I think I, um, I I reacted a little too soon. I should have waited until I got into a uh, into into my camera. My close up, and then started my TTC. But if you notice, I'll look at the the wide shot camera, right there, mm-hmm. and then yeah. yep. See my I eyes, see, yeah, yeah. kind of messed up there again. Not my fault though. I feel like I should have gotten a note right there. I think we should have had a, a take two, but maybe maybe oh my Billy God. was you think, fussy you think with with a baby on set. No, they're just like get this. This day needs to end. <laughs> this day needs. I I promise you, the thought. When when you finished that last scene was like thank God we got through it we got through it and then and we are. got through this episode look at that yeah we're done uh, we do have some homework it's an episode called the fabulous building boys want to wager a guess what's going on there uh, because I I've been on Hulu checking you cheated yeah you know I cheated you know a bit yeah, I do okay. know that we are going to I appreciate meet. your honesty yeah thank you uh, we are going to meet Rod Belding Rod Belding. A, uh, a fabled character of Say by the Bell, as far as the one and dones go. Uh, and I guess we'll just have to wait until next week to see what the fuss is all about. Thank you, Mark Paul. Thank you, the listener. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Zach to the Future is a production of Cadence 13. It's executive produced by Mark Paul Gosler, myself, and Chris Corcoran. Production and direction led by Terrence Malingone. Editing and mastering by Andy Jaskowitz. Engineering and production coordination by Sean Cherry. Artwork by Kurt Courtney with illustrations by Jeff McCarthy. Marketing is led by Josephina Francis with PR by Hilary Schuf. Thanks to the whole team at Canes 13 and to you for listening. See you next week.